Hey everybody, welcome to the Sales Factory. I'm Coach Carol. You're listening in right here every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope you guys are doing well. Got a little bit of snow here in Louisville, Kentucky today. A little chilly outside, brisk little 31 degrees. But hey, today we're talking about how you can recognize business opportunities. This is something that as you progress further in your entrepreneurial journey, this is going to become more and more difficult because you're going to start seeing more and more opportunities. Um, you know, I understand if you're just getting started, this may sound absolutely ludicrous, but um, I was up until about 1230 last night just laying in bed with my mind running 100 miles an hour with all of the ideas that I have. Um, so we're going to be talking today about how you can figure out what's a good opportunity, what's a bad opportunity, and how to capitalize on those. Um, I'm also going to do something special in this video. Um, we're going to do a, a little test, and I want you to take part in it with me as well. We're going to do a share, uh, a share test. So I want to see what the difference is between us running this on organic and us also getting people to share it. So if you'll click that share button, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one person that clicks the share button. I'm going to PayPal them $50. $50 cash. You don't have to sign up for anything. All I'll need is your PayPal email address, which I'm not even going to add you to my list. Um, so if you'll just click that share button, I'm going to pick one person out of the list of people that share this. And I want to see just how much reach we can get on this video. So it's a little test I want to try with my ad agency. As most of you uh, know, I've, I've got an ad agency, an ad tech company. So we're just going to do this little test. So tap that share button, help me out and be a part of this and Hell, you might even win 50 bucks. So uh, for those of you that don't know me or maybe you, this is the first time you're tuning in or if you're catching this on replay, thanks for watching. Uh, I go by Coach Carroll. My name is DJ Carroll. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I went through high school with the sole intent of being a chemical engineer. Um, you know, took AP calculus and AP chemistry, and I really thought that that's what I was going to do. But um, my senior year of high school, my heart had a different plan for me, and um, that's really when I started learning to listen to my intuition and listen to my heart. And just something told me that I needed to be an entrepreneur. So my senior year of high school, I took $300, bought a Walmart weed eater, Walmart push mower, and put a down payment on an 89 F-150. And this was in 2007, mind you. And off to the races, I went mowing grass. The chemistry teacher even told me, she said, DJ, you'll never be as successful trying, trying to be an entrepreneur as you would if you just went to college, got your chemical engineering degree and, and went down that path. Um, so lo and behold, I'm now shooting this from our high rise apartment. And uh, that business went on to do over $3 million in revenue before I sold off the lawn landscaping side. And I've taken part in over a dozen business ventures since then. So rest assured, you're not watching the sales factory, listening to some guru uh, that thinks he knows what he's talking about. I'm just giving you tried and true advice from my life, things that I've been through, things that I think I can help you curve back the, the learning curve of entrepreneurship, if you will, uh, and maybe save you eight to 10 years. So let's dive right in this short one today. You know, and Amanda, when she, Amanda was preparing this, uh, this session for me, she goes, you know, let's talk about how to identify business opportunities. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea because a lot of times when you're early on, I get a lot of messages from you guys and always feel free to message me right here on the, on the Coach Carol page. I manage it myself. I read all my comments. I read all my messages. I try to get back to as many people as I can, um, but we're really starting to grow outside of the U.S. And uh, man, it's, it's been an amazing journey so far. But, you know, this is the challenge. 
maybe you're in a job, right? And, you, and you're like, man, I want to get this side hustle thing going on. Because like side hustles are like, that's it, man. That's a new craze. Because I really believe that we're about to go through the 1920s all over again. Um, I think there's a big financial bubble, a collapse that's coming, and it's just going to uh, be on the back of the decentralization from corporate America because people don't want to work in a, 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 a cubicle for 40, 50, 60 hours a week anymore. They just don't because it doesn't make them happy, right? And so in your mind, you're trying to figure out, hey, what can I do? What, what, can, what kind of side hustle can I get into? Where I can make a little side cash, man. I can make some money. I can get this entrepreneurial itch that I got. I can scratch it and get on the road of making my own cash, man, because cash is king, right? Cash in your bank account's king. If you didn't catch the last episode, I kind of ripped on Dave Ramsey a little bit. Sorry, Dave. Uh, but you need to check that out, the last one. Uh, and then also, I'll tell you guys, before we even get into this, if you can't catch the live show, which we only broadcast live right here on Facebook on the Coach Carroll channel, if you can't catch it live here on Facebook, just go check us out. Search the Sales Factory. Hop into your uh, into your trusty little cell phone. Search the Sales Factory on whatever you listen to podcast on. Um, doesn't matter iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We're on all of them, so you go search it there. Stay up to date because I know you guys. People, you guys stay on the move, man. Y'all, you guys are always moving around, hustling and bustling. So <clears throat> let's check this out. So, so the first thing that I think about, right, when I when I get an idea, right, this pie in the sky, and it's like, oh my gosh, man, this this thing might this might actually work. The first question I ask myself is, would I enjoy doing it, right? Because you might have an awesome idea, but if you don't enjoy doing it day in and day out, you're going to lose your passion for it very quickly, and then it's just going to—it's just going to become another job, right? Now, this is like a, a 50-50 split, right? You got to tug it opposite directions here because, listen, while you might not always enjoy it. Um, sometimes you got to figure out something that just makes money, right? Because if playing with a ball of yarn, you really enjoy it, but you can't capitalize on that. You can't make any cash. Then it doesn't really matter either, which takes me to point number two is an idea isn't great until cash flows. And I posted this on my Instagram a couple days ago. Um, if you guys aren't following me, just again, all social media have, uh, platforms, hashtag coach Carol, you guys will be able to find me, but ideas, an idea isn't great until it cash flows. And what that means is that if you're not triple netting down and putting money in the bank, it doesn't really matter, right? Because you're just going to be broke. That's going to then cause stress and anxiety and worry and fear and doubt and all these negative emotions. They're going to come over you like a wave and then you're going to hate doing what you're doing. So we have to make sure first that we enjoy it. And then we got to make sure secondly, that it cash flows, right? And, and this gets into P&L statements and understanding what profit and loss is. And, and really, guys, there's so much information on the web right now. If you're an entrepreneur that's just starting out, you need to do exactly what I did for my first 36 months in business. You need to do whatever your job is, whatever the work is inside of the business, and then you need to move over and take the last five, six, seven, eight hours of the day and study. You have to dive deep down on the internet and either buy courses or hire mentors or go to YouTube or read articles or buy books and read books. Uh, 
there's so much information out there uh, that I think a lot of people get so caught up. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But then you never go spend any time trying to figure out what to do. You just get stuck in this like never ending perpetual motion of, of telling yourself that you don't know what to do. Well, no shit. If you don't learn anything, how are you, how do you expect to get past that? So I'm going to tell you that you have to dive in and figure out what you need to know to be able to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. Like you're going to have to learn sales. You're going to have to learn marketing. You're going to have to learn administration and how to build systems in a business. And you're going to have to learn operations, right? Now, if you got a rich uncle, which I was never lucky enough to have, then maybe he can just cut you a check for a half a million dollars and you can go hire people to build all the systems for you. But what I'm guessing is if you're listening to old Coach Carroll here, you're probably in the same path as me and you weren't born with a silver spoon up your ass. So you got to figure out this shit on your own. That's what I'm here for. So ideas are great. Idea isn't great until it cash flows. You got to make sure you enjoy it. And then the, the third thing that I look at is, is there long-term growth potential here, right? Are we just going to be itching this scratch to make 200 bucks a month, to make 300 bucks a month, to make $1,000 a month, to make $1,500 a month? Or are we really going to build a business that's going to grow and going to last longer than we'll be around, right? A legacy business, right? True entrepreneurs build on the back of legacy. You can either give it to your family, you can sell it, right? We hope you don't just shut it down, right? Because if there's systems in place and it can run without you, then you've got the, the golden ticket, man. Like you got the goose that's laying the golden eggs. But you have to figure out, is there long-term growth potential here? That was one of my biggest challenges. You know, I grew up in, in rural America. Um, I'm from Indianapolis, but my parents divorced when I was 15. We moved to Carrollton, spelled just like my last name, in Carroll County. And it was a small, small area. Uh, you know, it was like the third largest producer of tobacco back in the early 90s and 80s. Uh, Bill Clinton even came through there. And, you know, it was really a change in my mindset of like moving from a city to a rural town. But, I, you know, I started my business anyway. I didn't let the situation that I was currently in determine my future, right? Nino Cobain says this, where you are doesn't determine where you go. It merely determines where you begin. And I think a lot of people get so caught up with where they're at in life right now that they don't take the chance. They don't risk going out and doing something great because they think that their current situation, their current circumstances, that it's a challenge uh, that they can't overcome. And I promise you, I don't, I don't care what you're going through right now. Divorce, moving out, you know, your spouse left you, your job just fired you, or you got laid off. Like you're bigger, bigger than the circumstances that you're dealing with right now. I truly believe that. But again, going back to this long-term growth potential, I'm in this small community and I start I start going around, right? I'm I'm, sell, I'm selling jobs. It's like door to door and I'm networking and I'm like, hey, who you know? Hey, can I get this? Can I do this? And I'm just trying to make deals, right? Because I need cash flow. We got to make sure this thing cash flows. And so I start making some money, but I quickly realize that, man, I'm never going to get 100% market saturation. You never do. And if I don't have 100% market saturation, what's the what's the potential inside this this county of 10,000 people where no one's on the internet? So SEO and websites and stuff like that, like that didn't help me, right? In 2007, I try I'm trying to do Facebook advertising in in 2011, 2013. I ran my first Facebook ad in 2013. Like 
it just, it wasn't working, right? It was behind the times. So I realized that my long-term growth potential was deeply affected and impacted by my current situation where I was at. So I knew that I needed to grow, right? The business, I had to grow geographically as a small business in order to get to more customers, to get to a larger customer base where there was more money. So we expanded. We started covering Cincinnati and we started covering Louisville and we started covering Indianapolis, did a couple jobs in Lexington. And, and as we grew, we got to these bigger pockets of money. I figured out, I'm like, shit, man, this is what this is what business is all about. It's about going out and finding wherever the money's at, wherever the pocket of money may be at, and then just diving straight into that thing and start swimming around and trying to grab a couple handfuls. You know, it, it, it's kind of like <laughs> you watch the you watch these these playoff games, right? And and I think that I was telling Tori this yesterday. You know, back in 1940, right, or 1950, 1960, when the NFL was playing, like these guys, I don't know what, what the year was. They had the leather helmets on, but I just don't think when I don't have any pads on and I've got a leather helmet, I don't think I'm going to run at 30 miles an hour, 70 yards down the field and just launch myself like a dart, right? We've got all these pads and stuff now and that's what people do, but you have to do the same thing with the pockets of money. You got to figure out where your clients are and then you've just got to launch yourself into it, man. You've got to have phone calls. You've got to go out to networking events. You've got to start you know, taking coffee appointments and lunch and dinner and drinks. And like, you just have to get it fully emerged in the business of getting business. Business development and sales is your number one job as an entrepreneur. Um, but that, that's, that gets into that long-term growth potential. And, and I saw, I was like, I've got to get into bigger pockets of money. So we grew, right? And that's what you have to ask yourself before you go into business. You have to figure out what am I going to do in order to get long-term growth potential. And listen, like sometimes guys, and this, this is the part that sucks. And this is what I hate. Like you have this awesome idea. I got it. Right. You'll ramble to your spouse for two hours about how great and amazing it's going to be. And then, and then you get to drawing out the numbers and you're like, Oh shit, there's, this isn't going to work. There's not enough people to buy my product. There's not enough people that have an interest in my product or my service. You know, I really specialize in service businesses what I've always been in. It's always rendering a service. And when, you know, I, I'll argue till the day I die that selling a service is more difficult than a product. Product's something that's tangible. A service, you have to tell somebody you're going to do something, make them believe you, get sold on the idea, and then get paid. Like, it's so much more difficult to sell service than, a, than it is a product. But you, you have to start looking at this. And if, if there's not enough people, you got to switch. You got to pivot. You got to figure out you got to figure out what else you're going to do, because if you're if you think that you're going to build this lifelong legacy and there's not a big enough market for it, then you're just going to waste your time. So keep that in mind. Long term growth potentials. Number three. Quick little recap here. Number one, do you enjoy doing it? Number two, an idea isn't great until it cash flows. And number three is long-term growth potential. And remember, if you're watching this, hit that share button, share it out, post it to your wall, and do a competition. Somebody's going to get PayPal 50 bucks uh, for the share. Um, we're just gonna, I'm just going to pick them at random and send 50 bucks to you via PayPal. Okay, so number four is what I call the Mastermind Alliance. And if you've read Think and Grow Rich or if you've 
listen to anything Napoleon Hill related. He talks about the Mastermind Alliance, and this is two conscious minds working in harmony to progress to the next level of a goal or to uh, progress towards an achievement, okay? And, and what Napoleon Hill teaches us is that when the two minds are working in harmony, it enacts with infinite intelligence or God or the universe, whatever your belief system may tell you that, but it enacts with that and it cannot be denied, okay? It cannot be denied. And so if you're not enacting this mastermind alliance and it could be with your spouse, it could be with your partner, it could be with your employees, right? The, the everybody getting their mindset together to drive this thing forward. Um, if you're not utilizing that in your business or if there's not a way to utilize it in that business opportunity that you're considering, then you're going to struggle. It's going to be a challenge. Um, the very first mastermind alliance that you can create as an entrepreneur, no matter what the opportunity is, is by hiring a CPA and hiring an attorney. Um, what's great with the internet and this new era of what I call the new era of business, right? My, the, my definition, you guys will hear me say this a lot of new era of business is post internet. It's the internet is changing the game and people don't even realize it. Old school industries are being brought online, right? The internet is, is like this, it's like we live in two different worlds right now. Like we've got taxi cabs and we've got Ubers, right? And like if your phone's dead, you don't have access to the internet, you don't have Uber. Um, so you've got to look at this and say, okay, as I'm going across, what what am I what am I doing? How am I getting on the internet, this new era of business? And you have to try to figure out how you can create this mastermind alliance. You have attorneys now that are doing work for entrepreneurs at flat rate fees. There's no more hourly billing. If you need an LLC set up, like I know I could call Tommy, my attorney right now, and it's 300 bucks. Boom. He'll do, he'll do the filings. He'll do the paperwork, everything. I get a nice little binder. It's all put together for me. Flat rate. You guys have to get an attorney and a CPA in your corner day number one. If nothing else, just to bounce your business idea off of them so that they can tell you if you're crazy or if you're doing great, right? If it's going to be a good idea, then fantastic. But if not, like they're going to give it to you straight. And that's how you'll know if you've got a good attorney and a good CPA is if they're very straightforward with you. Okay, so Mastermind Alliance is number four. Last is proprietary. Do you have something that's proprietary to your business? Do you have something that's proprietary to your system, right? Like McDonald's' proprietary system is how they do their little assembly line in the back, right? Like how they can, how you can like order a double cheeseburger in like in a minute and 30 seconds, the damn thing's in a bag. It might, it's probably dripping with grease and some other chemicals, but now it's, it's getting handed out the window to you and you're on your merry little way. That's their proprietary system, right? Amazon. You think Amazon would be nearly as big as it is if they didn't have Prime? Prime is huge on Amazon. It allows you to shit sometimes get stuff the same day, uh, very next day. Like I, I put in an order today. We ordered a computer, uh, a keyboard, a couple wireless mouses, and a wireless router, and it's going to be here tomorrow. I didn't have to go out and try to track down and talk to some sales guy at Best Buy that didn't know what the hell he's talking about. Like no, I just read the reviews, do my little research, order it, it's gone. So. Figure out what's proprietary in your business because the number one thing that kills me is like when people are like, oh, bro, I'm going to start a t-shirt company. I'm like, okay, great. You got a brand built behind that t-shirt company? No, 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 man. I'm just going to put quotes on them and we're going to sell them. Fantastic. Well, that idea probably cash flows. 
um, that idea you probably enjoy. And maybe you got a partner, so you got a mastermind alliance with it. Um, but the long-term growth potential, because there's nothing proprietary about it, you're going to have a very hard time making that ship sail way out to the ocean. It's, you see, it's really easy to build a little boat and push it. But what happens when it gets about 10 feet out and it starts taking on water? It goes under. You have to build your business in that same mindset of like, no, bro, like I'm not just going out of the ocean. I'm going across the ocean. I'm going to the promised land of business. I'm going to go where there's a shit ton of customers. They got a shit ton of money and they're going to buy a shit ton of products or services. That's what you have to keep in your mind. Because if you don't have that, you're going to get burnt out because you're going to be running into the wall day in and day out trying to figure out why the hell it's not working when all you had to do was listen to coaches five steps. Right. Cover them for you again. Number one, do you enjoy doing it? Number two, an idea isn't great until it cash flows. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot drive that home hard enough. You have to understand that money is the motive. Like, that's it. You got to get money. It's called capitalism. And I don't care if you want to go hug a tree and hate capitalism. It's not going to change anything. People have to have money to live. It's how our society um, continues to flourish and grow. Like you have to have capital. You got to have money. Um, get that into your mind. Number three is long-term growth potential. Listen, Boys and girls, we're not just playing around. These aren't lemonade stands anymore. you got to grow up, be an adult, be the master of your own domain, and figure out how the hell you're going to elevate this to a level that actually matters. Right? When I was in fifth grade, my goal was to be the governor of Indiana, to drive a Porsche 911, to live in a $250,000 house, and to make $100,000 a year. That was my goal in fifth grade. Now I laugh at myself for thinking, why was your goal so small, man? Why in the hell would I want to be a governor? Why would I want to run for office? Let's just play on outside of politics. What in the hell can I buy for $100,000? Like if you're making 100 grand a year, like, yeah, you could be okay and comfortable and, and happy. But like if you're really trying to get to that level where you're 100% secure, your family's 100% secure, and, and you're like absolutely insulated from anything that could happen in the world, Right. Little uh, little short man over in North Korea could hit the button and like, you're man, I'm not, I'm not worried about. It. I'm hopping on my private jet and going to Dubai. That's the level you got to start thinking at. And so that massive long term growth potential. How can you expand that out and really reach so far that 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 you're almost touching your potential, right? Like that's 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 it, man. As an entrepreneur, you have the ability to drive deep, tap in, and touch your potential. Number four, mastermind alliance. Are you aligned with other people? Do you have the right mindset to be able to grow and prosper with other like-minded individuals? And more importantly, are you guys working in harmony to obtain a goal? You've got, you've got to have this goal set out that your team is working together on, right? Like Easy Pro, we're launching Indianapolis this year. Boom. Next year, Cincinnati. Boom. Like, we got it, man. We got 18, 24, 36-month growth plan. We know what it is. Now we just have to have the patience, and we got to put in the work. Patience and put in the work, okay? A lot of you have problems with either one of those or both of them. Either you're not patient at all, you can't you can't wait, so you self-sabotage and you fuck shit up before you ever have a chance to get to the 36-month plan. <clears throat> I'm only speaking from experience, okay? Or on the backside of it, you guys don't put in the work. And that one I'm not speaking from experience. Like you you put in the work, but it's like 
you got to have patience, man. Number four, mastermind lines. Number five, proprietary. You got to have something. We're working on software right now uh, in my ad tech company that if, well, not if, when it's finalized, it's going to revolutionize everything and it's going to be proprietary to us. So now when, you know, here's the greatest thing about something that's proprietary. You can say, uh-huh, 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 great. You just compared me to all my competitors, but they don't have this, right? That sets you apart because when you're not distinctive in the marketplace because of something proprietary, well, well then you, you start getting traded as a commodity and commodities get traded on price. So you don't want to be traded on price. So you got to come back and you got to have something proprietary. That's it. It's the only way it works. That's it, guys. That's all I got for the day. That's how you can find opportunities. You can evaluate what they are, if they're worth your time, if they're worth your money, your effort. Figure out if you enjoy it. Make sure it cash flows. Make sure your idea is big enough, right? Like, that's my biggest challenge. I'll tell you right now, the landscaping business, right? We got up $3 million. I'm like, this shit's not going to work, man. The margins are too skinny. The potential for growth is terrible because we get bid out every year. It sucked. The equipment was expensive. Like, I feel for you guys that are in the landscape industry, man, because, like, I've done it. And it's just, like, unless you just have a passion, a true passion for that shit, and it makes you happy. Like, I got allergies like a motherfucker. So I really didn't enjoy it come April and May because I was sneezing my head off. But you have to understand that when you're looking long term, it's got to be that huge growth potential. you got to enact a mastermind alliance. And you've got to have something that's proprietary. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed the Sales Factory today. I'm Coach Carroll. Make sure you uh, subscribe, follow, whatever, you, wherever you're listening to on the podcast right now. If you're watching us right here on Facebook, make sure you hit that shares that share button. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you're welcome to come over as well. Uh, come over, come find us on Facebook. Hashtag Coach Carroll. Uh, hit that share button. You'll be entered as well. I'm going to PayPal somebody 50 bucks that shares this video out. Um, that's it, man. That's how you That's how you do it. That's how you find opportunities. That's how you evaluate the opportunity. That's how you make them happen and grow. So next week, folks, we'll see you. I'm Coach Carroll. You've been watching The Sales Factor.